This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I knew this day would come, but I didn't expect it so soon. The fun and games have begun. Stay tuned. If you don't mind. I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. Um, I would like to thank my dog sitter, whose name is Kitty, for taking care of my dog Kevin back in New York while I'm here. There's a chapter in Austin, Texas called the Austin Facial Hair Club. Some fantastic beards. There's Brian Nelson, who they consider their star. My beard often gets in the way. I get it caught in my zipper. They caught in my pants. The goat, get it caught in the ghost horns. Miss, the Jonas Brothers are back. What? Oh, my. Ah! What? Wait, 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 what? And now, before we start, uh, Jake has asked to play another piece on his bassoon. Our feature presentation. What's up, party people? Welcome into yet another all-new Kevin and Bean show, this time for a Tuesday, the 28th of May. Yeah, May. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you're you're giving into the idea that the month is May, not Mayo. Yes, okay. I am. Okay. It's a okay. good compromise. Is that the I, condiment, by the way? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, I was oh. the condiment. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, you know, bar- barbecue and Memorial Day weekend and uh, everything. Yeah. Oh May yeah. On the, May on the brain. Mm-hmm. Memorial Day always connected to mayonnaise. <laughs> so much mayonnaise. <laughs> That's what it's best known for. Yeah. I would say. And by the way, you monsters who will allow Miracle Whip oh. get out of my country. Oh. No. Get yeah. out of my country. It's so weird and tangy. It is. I mean, how did that even? How did that even develop? How did that even become a thing? The monsters, you nailed it. It is monsters. Yeah. Um, would you want to know if your partner were uh, cheating on you? Yeah. Yeah. Because some people wouldn't. Some people just like it better if I don't know. Got a happy, happy life, happy, uh, happy circumstances. Don't want to know. Don't need to know. That's just that's delusional. That's yeah. not oh. anything else. <laughs> that's someone living in a fake universe. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I. I guess I'll have to point it out to you, Allie, that uh, on the same day that Chip isn't here, uh-huh. Kevin's not here. Oh, is my husband Chip having an affair with Kevin? I'm Allie McKay. I'm here with my husband, Chip. We've been married for 17 years. I mean, I just, I feel like you need to put two and two together and stop living in your delusion. Because they are together. Yeah. You think they're taking vacation days just to boink in sync hmm. well i mean i think they're boinking plenty uh when they can get away with it but i think now is probably something special they probably went away for the weekend together <sighs> like monterey or something yeah this is gross it is yeah <laughs> for both of them for, for anyone listening yeah, and also yeah, we talked about mayo so recently life. and then this yeah. <laughs> oh, white people am i right <laughs> you're absolutely right about mm-hmm. white people i don't know i just i feel i just feel i feel icky about it when 
oh, you know, this is like we can't walk into the meeting together because then people will know. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, they call, they let us know separate times. They mm-hmm. played the long game. Chip told us last week, oh, no, it's vacation. And then Kevin's like last night, oh, I can't make it in. Right. Because you're right. They're in Monterey. <laughs> what a romantic weekend. <laughs> I think that's what's happening. So anyway, you think that you think that maybe they were so busy in Monterey they took an extra day because obviously it was Memorial Day weekend. Right. Well, they were they were out of Mayo Mm. and uh, yeah, (laughs) they thought this is this is heaven. We can't go back to our lives. We can't go back to our other our other husbands and wives. Yeah, our significant others. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's happening. You guys, I'm not not the kind of guy to spread gossip, but I think it's definitely happening. So you uh, you didn't have an opening story. Is what's going on? Or oh no, I have one. Okay. I know I had a lot of thoughts. Okay. That's all. I got a lot of thoughts on a lot of things, you guys. Listen, I just want them to be happy. You <laughs> Thank know? you, Jets. That's very generous of you. Of course, it's not your marriage breaking up. That's right. <laughs> right. I do have an opening story, and I think it is going to be one of interest to many. <laughs> <laughs> Bill uh, Buckner passed oh, away. I know. Yeah. Yesterday. And former Dodger, former Angel, former lots of teams, but best known as a Boston Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Now, um... I'm sure you guys saw, you know, probably saw it like like I did, like most people did, uh, come up on social media. And the one thing that was in every headline within the first few words was words like committed fateful error, best known for mishap, those sorts of things. As it, I mean, the guy had a 22-year career, was, you know, an all-star and a batting champion and a, a, a great guy and everything. And I was just wondering about that. I was wondering if that was a crappy thing to do or if that just makes good sense as journalism to put that in that fir- that that lead so that most people, more people at least, would know who you're talking about. Is that fair? I, it, it's clickbait for sure. I, I think you know the name Bill Buck- Buckner. You don't need to put that in the headline. I think, if anything, the headline should have been overcame the most ridiculous way to be treated by a sports town and a sports organization and fulfilled a, had a great life that would have mm-hmm. been a would have been a long lead um but <laughs> it, it would have been, been a whole article <laughs> mm-hmm. it would have been a lot better i mean i mean in those cases you're always going to get bill i mean even if you were to say bill buckner had an all-star career uh, but unfortunately, best known for an infamous play in the 1986 World Series. Oh, it deserves to be in his obituary. Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is in the two lines that is put out by the Washington Post, by the New York Times, by AP, by NPR, it was, I mean, it's it's how they identified him. Before All-Star, batting champion, right. 22, you know, 22 years, 2,700 hits. I mean, it just... I, I, is that just is it human? I don't think they did it for clickbait because I think this is how headlines have been for a long time. When Monica Lewinsky dies, no matter what else she accomplishes, it's going to be Bill Clinton's mistress, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you're known for the biggest mistake of your life, I think, in a lot of cases. Yeah, and I just wonder: is that human nature? Is that fair? Is it is it wrong? Is is that just how it is? I mean, unfortunately, Bill Buckner's legacy is one hundred percent based in the nineteen eighty six World Series, which is unfair because of all the other things he did. But he's he will. I mean, he became like a verb. Like oh you, yeah, yeah, he like, it. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I thought what he did on Curb Your Enthusiasm was incredible. It was like a great turning of the page. A it way took him to, a long time to get to that point to be able did. to kind of make fun of himself. It did, and to walk back into Fenway, right? Wasn't that a, that was a huge deal as well? Yeah. Um, and so I, I think he overcame it in his personal life. It, it appeared, uh, but I think you are known for what your you know what your biggest moment is. 
Allie, didn't he eventually have to move his family away oh, yeah. from Massachusetts? Yeah. They moved he to had, Idaho or something, he had right? Death threats of his whole family. His kids couldn't go to school. It was insanity because people felt like he had done it on purpose, or he did it to them, or something like that. It, it, it's, amazing- it's just it. It all boils down to people thinking sports are way more important than the actual humans that play it. Here's the call from the great Vin Scully. Remember back when he used to do World Series? Mm-hmm. Yep, this is what it sounded like. 5-5 five, five in a delirious 10th inning. Can you believe this ballgame is Shea? Oh, brother. 3-2 to Mookie Wilson. Little roller up along first. Behind the bag. It gets through Buckner. Here comes Knight and the Mets win it. So the Mets won that game to tie up the series 3-3, and then a couple days later, they ended up winning Game 7 after coming back from three runs. And that was the big thing, too. He didn't lose the World Series. They still could have won Game 7. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This is just like the kid who reached out in Chicago, and everybody blamed him when there was a lot of baseball to be played after that. And they asked him, Bartman, they asked him to come uh, be involved in the Cubs World Series, and he absolutely said, never will I, you know, he, you know, he's under like a a fake name and lives in a different city, and they wanted him to have his redemption, and his was, Mm -hmm. was too deep. And Buckner's redemption didn't come until the Red Sox finally won the World Series many, many years, 20 years later or something like that. And he did get involved in the World Series uh, he that did. year as He well, did. He yeah. did come back out. I don't know. It just struck me as, it, tonally, it just struck me as the wrong way to go on a guy like that. Yeah. Um, well, we have mugs behind the boards today, so we give everyone a shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm going to be doing Buckner's all day here. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, sad, though. Very yeah. sad. My friend uh, Jamie talked about when he met him. And Jamie is from Massachusetts, and he met him at some some baseball event that they were all at. And mm-hmm. Jamie walked up to him with tears in his eyes. And Buckner goes, you from Boston? <laughs> Jamie's like, yes. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry for the way everyone treated you. He's like, I, I get that a lot. So, I he does. Oh. I, on the other hand, have a signed photo of the play. Uh, between Buckner and Mookie wow. Wilson. Yeah, both of he, them uh, signed it. He put his kids through college, uh, touring the country with Mookie Wilson signing yeah. that photo, oh, by the way. Yeah. That's literally how he, he put it, sent his kids wow. to school. Good for him. Yeah, Good for him it into something, yeah. R.I.P. Mr. Buckner. All right, let's uh, talk about today's all-new Kevin Bean Show, shall we? Hiya, folks. Oh, well. <laughs> what a uh, what a program we have for you today. This is a, a leftover from last week, but I'm excited today we finally will get into rectal blowouts. Which yes. Is, oh, finally. I, I think is that's the that's the segment we've most been looking forward to on this show for a long time. Rectal blowouts on the program today. Four of them. Four different rectal blowouts to tell you about. <laughs> also, uh, Monday uh, is not today because of the holiday weekend, so that means you get a Tuesday great news on the program today. We're going to cover your family member tried to kill you, but not in a bad way. <laughs> we a lot of <laughs> lot of setup here. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we, we don't want to hear the sad stories. Apparently, multiple members of the Kevin and Bean Show have almost been accidentally killed by family members. Mm-hmm. It could it, sometimes it's just a matter of inches. It could just go the other way. Some of us purposefully, but we don't talk about it. Well, okay. Uh, one of my favorites, comedian actress Jen Kirkman on the program today. I love her so much. And we continue to give away tickets for the Weenie Roast. We're going to be looking especially for you Snoop Dogg fans today. Snoop is on the lineup along with the Lumineers, 311 Silver Sun Pickups, Revivalist, Ex-Ambassadors, and so much more. Snoop fans, we need you later on today to win your tickets. Did I miss anything? Did I cover everything? That's it. No, one more thing. Tonight, Snoop Dogg gets real and keeps it crackalackin'. Oh, Larry. Uh, that plus Ellie's got what's happening next on K Rock. Kevin and Bean on K Rock. Kevin and Bean on K Rock.
All right, Allie is here with our first look at what's happening on a brand new week of Kevin and Bean shows. Well, a lot of stuff happened um, either after the show Friday or over the weekend. So by now, Tuesday, you're like, I know about that. But What's going on? But let's discuss. Uh, on Friday, when Carson Daly announced on the Today Show that Adam Levine was bidding farewell to The Voice after 16 seasons. He said, after 16 seasons, Adam Levine, our beloved coach and friend, has decided to leave The Voice. Adam was one of the original coaches that launched the show, winning the competition three times and inspiring many of the artists that he worked so closely with over the years. He'll always be a cherished member of the Voice family, and of course, we wish him nothing but the best. That's the part. We wish him nothing but the best. Mm -hmm. Nothing good comes from that. We see it in our emails all the time here. We wish you the best in your future endeavors. Absolutely. Uh, he he didn't leave the Voice, right? The Voice the Voice left him. Well, that's what it seems like. It seems like he managed to blow a great gig. Yeah, it's uh, like a week ago they were doing the NBC upfronts. Mm -hmm. He was on. The the stage they announced hey we're all back everything's cool and apparently uh word is he was a bit of a diva at that event and a bit of um a diva at every event well he tanked lately. the performance at the upfronts at the upfronts they had a performance of uh -huh. all the judges and he didn't move it was he just very, didn't want to be there he it, it was very odd the rest of the judges were dancing around singing mm -hmm. he just stood in one place and, and just tanked and, it. And Ooh. part of the allure of that show is the good-naturedness between the judges, especially between him and Blake Shelton. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and apparently he was treating. Yeah, exactly. Apparently, uh, Adam Levy was just treating him like a stranger. So weird. It's so weird. Let's give some love to Maroon Five. As a Maroon uh -huh. uh, or Maron, as they say, uh -huh. uh, I do think he. I mean, the big story out of this is that we found out that he makes. $26 million yep. a year. Yeah, that's what we learned on TVLine.com, and I thought that that six is wrong behind it, right? There's so much wrong with <laughs> it's that. It's just two million, gotta be. And the rumor, And the rumor is, is that he was mad because he was forced to shoot on a Sunday, mm -hmm. even though he had no contestants in the finals. Right. So basically... He was he. It was a new rule that you don't have to have someone in the in the contest, mm -hmm. and so he thought he didn't have to show up to these tapings. And then he just started tape like, uh, I guess like tanking the tapings. Like they would come to him for advice. He goes, "Well, does that matter? Because I don't have anyone in this competition anymore." Wow. I mean, I talk about throwing away twenty six million dollars a year. Twenty six mm -hmm. million to sit on a chair that flips around <laughs> and then have somebody else on the team give the singing advice. Yeah. Well, now, in, in, in his defense, you uh -huh. know, devil's advocate here, it is t two days a week. Okay. Yeah, right. I didn't, I didn't well, take I didn't that into consideration. Yeah. yeah. Yikes, you guys. Well, um, happy for Blake Shelton because his lady love, Gwen Stefani, take the is going to be um, taking a spot. I can't believe Adam Levine found another way to be a D-bag. I mean. Like, he just continually finds new ways to come off very douchey. And, by the way, not a lot of love for his Super Bowl performance either, which no. wasn't him being a douchebag. It was just them being bad. Yeah. So this has been a rough uh, couple of months for Adam Levine. Yeah. And then that You sound haircut. like an unbelievable douche. Yeah, the haircut doesn't, doesn't help at all. What are you doing, dude? I mean, it's look, there's already one Mr. T. We don't need yeah. another. He yeah. looks like Hot Topic Taxi Driver. It's not good, you no, guys. It's, it's not good luck. at all. Uh, you know what is good? Um, Aladdin's score over yeah! the weekend. 
Not bad. Um, 90 million for the weekend opening and then 105 for the four day Memorial Day. So not bad for Disney's live action Aladdin remake. Oh, Disney has a big hit uh, in the theaters, do they? Can't so believe weird. it. So weird, you guys. Uh, coming in at number two, John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum. By the way, uh, it has just now become the highest grossing film in the series. About 181 million globally so far, Great. which isn't bad. Uh, coming in at number three, Avengers Endgame, and then Detective Pikachu was yeah. fourth. Yeah, rounding out the top five was a bright burn, which fell below expectations with nine million. Jensen, you didn't go see Pikachu again? No, I'm gonna let it just live on its own. I'm gonna let it. You know, gotta give its own legs. Gotta walk on its own. Plus, you uh, you've already ordered, pre-ordered the the Blu-ray, so right. it's not like you're gonna have it to own. Well, soon. yeah, not gonna open it. But I was gonna say, you even gonna take the plastic Probably off? Probably not. Or? No. Okay. A detective uh, Pikachu. Excellent. All right, you guys. Um, let's get to some birthdays. Actress Carrie Mulligan, singers Kylie Minogue, Alec Benjamin, Gladys Knight, John Fogerty. Wow, Hall a lot of, of talent today. Yeah. Oh, Hall of Fame NBA Garden coach Jerry West. And what about WWE wrestler Seth Rollins? Yay! It's a big day, you guys. Mm. Oh, and actor Jake Johnson. We love him. We do like him. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Jetson almost got knocked down by a couple of wrestlers over the weekend. We're mm-hmm. going to hear that story coming up in a few minutes. So was that on TV, Jensen? Uh, that was on that was on pay-per-view, some sort of pay-per-view site, and then on BleacherReport.com. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm very curious to hear all about this uh, new wrestling league. And Allie had the time of her life over the weekend. I mean, reliving my childhood dreams. Seriously. So. Yeah. You guys had a lot more exciting weekends than I, than I did. Are we going to hear about your weekend? Well, we'll catch up okay. coming up. Good. First, though, Bugs, I think we need a little uh, warning for this uh, next topic. It's of a sensitive nature, shall we say. Parental discretion is advised. Let me just say, if there are any children in the room with you, please ask them to leave. Because this is not a show for them. If you have little children and you allow them to listen to the following conversation, you are a bad parent. A really bad parent. You are seriously f***ed up. You with your illegitimate kids and your bad judgment and whatnot. Wow, why they gotta be illegitimate? (laughs) No, seriously. All right, one more. The following conversation may contain dialogue of a sexual nature, violence, or bestiality. It may also include content unsuitable for any human being, including talk of a dirty Sanchez, a hot Carl, a Cleveland steamer, or a donkey punch. Parental discretion is advised. (laughs) None of of those things are involved in this story, I'm very happy to say. And we do want to warn you that some of the language in this story is strong, and it may offend you, it may offend some other people. We have decided to leave it in the story for you to decide. All right, we got it, Bugs. We're yeah. fine. All right, here's the uh, here's the headline. It may also contain details of an oh, inverted right. sloppy deck chair, Whoa. couch bombing, the chocolate pizza, the bullwinkle, <laughs> the Arabian goggles. Parental discretion is advised. Okay. I'm starting to have to Google things. <laughs> no, none of those are in this story. All right, okay. let me let me get to it because we're going to run out of time. Fewer discretion advised. <laughs> okay, thank you. Got it. Now we're. I think we've made the announcement. Uh, this is not for kids. Okay, so. Do you? We always play the game. Would you? Would you read this article if you mm-hmm. saw the headline? All right, here's the headline: Man thirty suffers rectal blowout. Whoa! After his perverted friends put the nozzle of an industrial air compressor into his anus and inflated it. 
What? <laughs> the following program contains mature content. That, that was Viewer discretion that. is advised. Okay. Wait, his perverted friends? Like, he? this wasn't on him? Like, he yes. wasn't, like, put it? Oh, no. Yes, his perverted friends put the nozzle of an industrial air compressor into his anus and inflated it. The following program contains adult language and subject matter. Viewer discretion advised. Also, though, a good excuse. No, my friends did it. Right, but my perverted friends. Yeah. I wanted none of this. I didn't want that in my butt at all. By the way, there are uh, four reports in this article of similar things happening, and I would, I'd pay to know how many of them were self-inflicted. I really would, sure. because we've done an awful lot of topics where guys just accidentally fall onto a vacuum cleaner hose. <laughs> yeah, or like, whoops, there's a pool ball in my butt. <laughs> oh, no, I was just in the shower, and I fell on the shampoo bottle. <laughs> The uh, 30-year-old was uh, taken to a, hey, it could happen, Muggs, don't laugh. A 30-year-old was taken to the hospital after the horrifying prank left him needing his entire bowel removed because of a rectal blowout. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. An injury caused by air pressure rising so high inside the rectum that it exploded. No. (laughs) No. That isn't good for you. He was like a human balloon. Yes, yes, yes. And his case, although extraordinary, was was not unique. Doctors reported it in a journal alongside reports of three other men with similar injuries. Uh, One had uh, pressurized air sprayed into his backside in an alleged accident. Mm -hmm, Sure. Mm -hmm. While another suffered the agony at the hands of robbers whom he tried to stop. Now, that one seems the least likely that to me. Seems like the a robbers were weapon. like, stop, now bend over. <laughs> right? Like they, they... I brought this air compressor for yeah. just this moment. I run with a helium tank. Uh, come on. <laughs> I mean, what's the story with that guy? Come on, dude. Uh, let's see. Uh, the airflow uh, produced by the compressor report authors wrote are at least 100 times higher than what would be considered safe for a colonoscopy. <gasps> Uh, the man whose friends had subjected him to the injury had multiple colonic perforations. Oh, I can't even read the rest of that sentence. Uh, in a separate case study, a 34-year-old man who worked at a petrol pump was taken to the hospital with a similar injuries after trying to stop a burglary. Okay, here's where you guys come in to try to piece this one together. Uh, he had what the doctors called the rectal blowout, needed most of his colon removed, and a colostomy bag fitted. That's, oh. a, that's a poor result but right there. it's workman's <laughs> comp, right? Happened at work. Yes. There you did. go. Bright side alley. Uh, the report said he suffered an alleged compressed air insult. Well, it goes beyond an air insult. It's very insulting. <laughs> By robbers while thwarting the robbery. The robbers had thrust the compressed air nozzle into his anus. Now, this is just a guy who was working the gas pump overnight and was bored, right? Yeah. There's That's no me. robbers. Yeah, there's got to be video. These guys came and asked for money, but then they didn't want the money. They just wanted to put this in my butt. <laughs> Um, (laughs) And in the third report, a 24-year-old man went to a hospital emergency department with an alleged history of accidental injury to the (laughs) anus by compressed air jet. It happened more than once with him. That's my guy. That is bad luck. The man (laughs) is unfortunate for him. The man said the air nozzle was was about 10 inches away from his backside. It was only on for a second. He had a swollen, painful torso, and the inside of his abdomen was covered with blood. Okay, oh, we don't need again. We don't wow. need all of these you know details. How, but you know how when you stub your toe once and you just keep stubbing that toe over and over again? Uh huh. Who this knows, is? man? Yeah. Who knows? He did it once, and then the thing just kept moving its way closer to his butthole. 
And finally, a Japanese worker at a manufacturing plant died after his joking co-worker blasted wind from an air compressor up his bottom, it was reported. Akio Ishimura, 46, complained he was feeling unwell within minutes and was taken to the hospital where he succumbed to his uh, injuries. His 34-year-old colleague, uh, Yoshikuyo Yoshida, was arrested telling police he didn't think he could possibly die from such an ill-fated prank. They were just clowning around you guys when Yoshida took the pipe of an air compressor and poked Ishimuru between the buttocks while injecting the air into his body. Boys will be boys. Am I right? (laughs) Just locker room talk. That's my takeaway. You're not supposed to be doing that. You're not supposed to be putting things in your butt. K-Rock. L-A-N-O-C's Alternative Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Look, look, look. We all agree 311 is a perfect band to see on the beach at Doheny for the K-Rock Radio Rose on Beach Party, right? I, I almost Absolutely. can't think of a better band. It's going to be fun. Great, great choice. Okay, and I can't I'm, think of a better band. I'm excited that they're there, but... Yeah, I can think of a better band for sure. Why, why haven't we heard anything on Biscuit for Weedy? That's what? the band. That's the band I was thinking right. of. That's What's, so weird, Bean. I was thinking the same band. What the hell is going on? I feel like, what <sighs> what needs to happen? How do we make this happen? Well, Stryker and Klein just talked about Snoop Dogg and it happened. We've been mm-hmm. talking about Limp Bizkit at Weenie Roast for, I don't know, two months? Yes. Uh, and nothing has happened. <laughs> nothing is happening. No. Um, does this mean we are out of favor with K-Rock management? Because I feel like somehow there's a little magic dust happening in the afternoon. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I, I feel like we gave all the right reasons as to why we thought Limp Bizkit would be perfect. It'd be super fun, mm-hmm. yeah. We we showed our love. This is not ironic. Yeah. No. Do we I, couldn't, have played, couldn't have played more Limp no. Bizkit on the party machine on Friday. I'll right? tell you that. No. People so dug it. what you're saying is we have to amp it up. I'm saying we need to come up with some way to get on the band's radar, to get uh, in their faces a little mm-hmm. bit. Even if the answer is no, at least so yeah, that we know we that try. they've at least we know they've received the request because okay. we're putting it out there into the universe, which is what Stryker advised, mm-hmm. and the universe is dead silent right now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so let's give that some thought, and yeah. maybe somebody knows, uh, you know, Fred or Wes or one of the guys, and can get word to them. But we'd love to have it happen, and I'm going to be very disappointed if it doesn't. It'd be ideal. All right, it's a Tuesday. Hope everybody had a, uh, a terrific and relaxing holiday weekend. Uh, I did not. I will not bore you with my weekend, but um, we are in the process of selling a home, and this was the nitty-gritty. The, the photographers are coming today from the realtor to mm-hmm. take pictures and video for the on-sale. Oh, so you did a lot of straightening up, a lot of getting rid of. A, a lot of get, a lot of, uh, a lot of taking stuff to recycle, to, to the dump, mm-hmm. uh, to give away, yes. And then the real nitty-gritty is when you start having to uh, clean out the refrigerators and then wash them. And you yeah. have to – I'm Ooh. on my hands and feet scrubbing lawn furniture this weekend. I mean, that's 
that's my weekend. All right. You should be on your knees. You should do the too. knees, yeah. Because yeah, that's a long feet. it's a long way down yeah, for you. It feels, it feels weird. You're really just, just doing calisthenics yeah, at that point. Visualizing that. It's just it's you know bizarre. What? Now that you mentioned it, I think it was my knees. Oh, I think okay. 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 Right there. So okay. I had a uh, terrible, terrible weekend. Uh but I uh, I'm gonna live vicariously through you guys because mm-hmm. it sounds like both of you went to events that are among the best of the whole year. I'm thrilled at my my weekend. Yeah. You wanna go you wanna go first? Sure. Uh, we went to Las Vegas, a bunch of friends and uh and Danielle and a couple other wives all went out to Las Vegas to hang out and gamble and be stupid. But the big highlight of the weekend is that we went to All Elite Wrestling, AEW, their first big event as a company called Double or Nothing. I had went to their kind of first test out out in Chicago. And it was a blast. You may have seen it on Twitter because it really blew up the oh, internet. Yeah. yeah. But it what? was This is a competitor to WWE? Yeah, this is a brand new competition, which hasn't happened in a long time. Something that actually has uh, some sort of uh, shot at taking him out. But basically, it's the owner of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, his son, Tony Khan. They're billionaires. They actually have more money than Vince McMahon. And they have a company that's sort of focusing on a uh, more, I guess, audience-friendly WWE, as you know, recently has taken a lot of shots at how they run their company. Mm-hmm. This is for the fans. It's kinder to the wrestlers. Uh, a lot of people that you might know from old uh, federations, WWE and such, are in it. But it's really focused on a younger, kind of uh, more athletic uh, wrestling company. Okay. And it's awesome. And I, we had front row seats, which was insane. Uh, Dustin Thomas was there. He's a wrestler who has no legs. Oh, he's, my gosh. He's just a torso. Uh, but then names that you know, like Chris Jericho. And oh. Cody Rhodes and uh, Kenny Omega, and it was incredible. The clip that you sent me over the weekend, Jensen, yes. showed two wrestlers that were too exhausted to wrestle. They mostly just laid on the floor. Yeah, at, at certain points, there's <laughs> there's blood this this time, and and a bunch of things where I mean, guys ended up pretty injured because they just put their bodies on the line. It mm-hmm. was. Awesome. Anyone who still thinks wrestling is stupid because it's choreographed or pre-planned just hasn't seen it in a while. Is it fair to say this is more real than the WWE? Oh yeah, this is this is. I mean, these the guys in the WWE start this way as well. But mm-hmm. once you get to WWE, you sort of you, you become a little bit more of a uh, a showman for kids a little more. It's just a more commercial. But I mean, listen, this one has chairs and tables and things. A that, lot of blood. A lot in of your blood. Videos. Yeah, mm. in my videos. All right, uh, set up the move that happened right before you were called out on the broadcast. Okay, so basically uh, one of the wrestlers, they're both outside the ring. One of the wrestlers put the other one on a barricade that that blocks the audience from the ring. Mm -hmm. He put his full body onto that and then jumped off of the ring onto him with his, like, a leg drop. Oh. But them setting it up involves people moving out of their chairs. Okay. Okay, That's, that's it. Spilling over the top, hanging on to the front chancery was both men and a suplex on the floor. Not sure who got the better of that. And the AEW chants have begun here. Among the first, won't be the last. I can tell you that, Excalibur. And Guevara trying to clear out the front row. Jensen Carp being cleared out of the way. <laughs> Which is a, a lot of our listeners' dreams, yeah. but tell me, how did it happen? Well, and, and how it's do also, they know who you are? Also my parents' dreams. Um, but yeah, I, 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 that's Excalibur. He's an announcer from out here in Los Angeles. Uh, he lives in San Diego. And he knows I've been going to this thing for 
10 years I've been going to independent wrestling and so I, I he he recognized me which was great and I love the dude uh, and uh, I just was so excited to be there and, and a lot of people came out to me and knew us from knew me from Kevin and Bean uh, but it was really fun and if you're into wrestling at all and, and this is really for the jaded fan someone who used to love it and hasn't watched in a while this is where you should go it's just awesome. a car being cleared out of the way right yeah, that's <laughs> what we all hope for all right and Ali you it sounds like you had a very very similar weekend with a lot of uh, with a lot of blood a lot of blood uh, actually funny you should mention uh, Friday I did have a lot of blood had my last uh, little cancer removed oh because, congratulations uh, yeah hey May is melanoma awareness yeah! month so everybody get your skin checked so I got my last chunk done got some stitches so relaxed for a couple days and then it was all about Sunday it was all about nostalgia 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 it's the uh, mixtape tour, you guys. Mm-hmm. You might be saying, well, who's on the mixtape tour? Well, thanks for asking. New Kids on the Block, Salt Whoa. and Pepper, Tiffany, Debbie Gibson, and Naughty by Nature. That <laughs> is quite a lineup. It was insane. And I'm going to say this. It was pouring rain on Sunday. And I thought to myself, you know what? This is Los Angeles. People don't even meet you for dinner if it's drizzling. They're not going to go out. It's No one's going to be there. It was sold out, packed, people in rain ponchos. It was so dang fun. You guys, I had a blast. Who's the highlight? New kids, obviously. But I got to say, Tiffany killed it. Really? Absolutely killed it. Her voice is amazing. Salt and Peppa. No Spinderella, by the way. Love them, but you know what? You fire Spinderella after 30 years. I kind of looked at you a little differently. Get Mm. out of there. Yeah. How uh, How was my girl Debbie Gibson? She wore her hat. Of course she oh, did. What a review. Because oh. I was I was definitely Team Debbie over Tiffany back in the day. Oh, you, I had was to team pick, Tiffany. you had to pick. Oh. I went to the mall to see Tiffany oh, before. Yeah. Really? I was, I yeah. was definitely Team Tiffany as well. I, I think it's because Debbie Gibson wrote all of her own songs. I think I was really, you know, she seemed more like an artist to me. Mm-hmm. You know? You were mad Plus. that Tiffany got famous off a cover? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was. But okay. it's a, it's a, it's incredible that in the 21st century they are still out there playing to packed houses. Though I will say this: Debbie Gibson did do um, "I Get Lost in Your Eyes." And Lost in Your Eyes, great song. Joey McIntyre from New Kids on the Block came out and sang with her. Boom! Right? Did your teenage heart explode? You have no idea because I was Team Joey, so it was huge for me. It was uh, it was really really fun. A lot of a lot of like thirty to forty year old women just having a blast, losing their minds. Yeah. You know that it was their wine night. Yeah. Did, did anyone come out and say Ali McKay is being moved out of the way? Did that happen? <laughs> Didn't. I'm bummed. This is the Kevin and Bean Show. K R O Q. Hey. Welcome to the Kevin and Bean Show here for a Tuesday morning. Our friend Jen Kirkman joins us next hour. Also, we're going to give you a chance to win some tickets for the Weenie Rose, which will be here before you know it. In fact, I think if I'm doing the math correct, it's a week from Saturday now. Yeah. June 8th. Yeah. Yes. And, and still, as we said, don't give up on Limp Biscuit. That's Mm-mm. right. Still Biscuit for Weenie. We still got uh, we still got prayers in our hearts. Yeah. Thought, thoughts and prayers. That's what works these days, I've heard. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, it's a Tuesday that feels like a Monday. That means it's time for Great News Hit It, Steve. When you wake up, all you hear is bad news. So bad it makes you want to hit the snooze. Kevin and Bean can make that go away. It's time for great news today. Great news. Uh, You guys, the city of Leander, Texas, you hear that and you don't really think of inclusivity. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So when there was an event at the city's public library called Drag Queen Storytime, it raised quite a lot of eyebrows. Valerie Abrego Lazuski was contacted by the library staff to set up the event, which would, like the name suggests, have drag queens and drag kings reading children's stories for kids. So was the idea of the library. Then a month before the scheduled day, the city of Leander decided to cancel it, making the decision on behalf of the library. They cited the reasons for the decision. Uh, they said that it was so much controversy from the city and also that there was a lack of screening for the performers involved, saying that a uh, registered sex offender partook in a similar event sometime back in Houston with no facts or anything about that. Just something they threw out. Seems a little sketchy. The library's Facebook page was lit up with both positive and negative comments about the event and the decision. But something was finally done about it. The Open Cathedral Church stepped in and ended up paying to rent out a room in the same library independently so that the event could be held at the same exact time, at the same exact day, at the same exact location. How about that? Pastor Ryan Hart decided to get involved. Let's hear directly from him as to why he did it. My reasoning and the reasoning of Open Cathedral in having this event is to keep kids safe. And kids are safer when they know that they can love themselves and see the difference is good. Especially the kids who come and the parents who come, I want them to feel welcome and included and safe too, whatever they do. And so with the purpose of including everyone, it was the library itself who first proposed the event, then reached out to participants they wanted involved. So the church is just making sure the library gets to follow through with its program. And rather than let the trolls make the decision for them, they're gonna let the parents make the decision themselves, whether or not they want their kids to get involved. And that kind of freedom to choose is my great news. Wow. Wow. That was the Jimi Hendrix version. Something, yeah. A little reverb. A little extra mustard on it that time, Bugs. I guess I'm in Primus now. (laughs) Cool effect. Wow. Uh, Floyd uh, Martin's last day of the job was anything but typical. He is an Atlanta man who is 61 years old, and he has retired after working nearly 30 years five years as a postal carrier. He works in the suburban Atlanta neighborhood of Marietta where he has delivered the mail all these years and the neighbors really showed up for his last day. Somehow they got word that their mailman was retiring. And by the way, I have a lot of experience with having a very special relationship with my mail carrier. I get to know him by name. I get to have conversations with him. You know I love the Postal Service, right? So yeah. I'm o- mm-hmm. always excited by my mail carrier. Mm-hmm. Why are you saying it like that as if it's bad? Just saying. You're like, hey, you look like you've really been working out. <laughs> you, need you need a, a rub down? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, a lot goes on. Well, the uh, the postal... Uh, the postal uh... Thinking about your oh mailman? Oh, my God. He's <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> The people on his route really showed up and set about in style. As his mail truck moved through the area on the final day, neighbors came out of their homes to give him hugs. They gave him gifts. They decorated their mailboxes in his honor. They they took selfies with him. They even invited him to come back in the fall to be a celebrity judge at the neighborhood's Halloween parade. One little girl dressed up as the mailman to say goodbye to the mailman. They had a street party that they had put together without his knowledge. They invited him to that night of his final day. That attracted over 300 people. Everybody bought food. There was music. It's unbelievable that they would give back to this guy who has been relentlessly day in, day out, year in, year out, pounding the pavement, delivering their mail. Uh, He finally decided after 35 years it was time to leave, but there was one final surprise for him. He had mentioned to a reporter who went along with him on his last day that he had always wanted to go to Hawaii. So I know you can see where this is coming. The neighbors set up a GoFundMe campaign, 
and started seeding it with cash to get it going to send him to Hawaii for his dream retirement trip. Mm-hmm. They haven't they haven't made the uh, they haven't made it yet, but they are still on the hunt to try to raise that money for him. Uh, they uh, oh you know what I just clicked on the page. He's going to Hawaii, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he owns Hawaii oh now. <laughs> he owns Hawaii. Excuse me. There was a $5,000 goal when I checked on it Friday. Mm-hmm. It's now over $32,000. Oh, wow. oh, my God. So a mailman for 35 years retires with the love of his community and now Aloha Floyd. And that is my great news. Oh, that was less, less Claypool. I think it's only Jensen's mic. Yeah. That was awesome. I put mine right up next to the amp. Oh, that was like the okay. Tom Morello of great news. I love it. I love it. Well, when Terry Matula and her husband were in college about 20 years ago, their beloved cocker spaniel named Gator suffered from an urgent third-degree heart blockage. You know, when you're 20, you don't have a lot of money, and they needed a pacemaker. They couldn't afford it. Bad situation, right? Well, Terry Matula has now been working as a cardiovascular nurse for 17 years, and she's been using her experience in the hospital to help some sick pets as well. Back in 2017, her husband was told that he needed to upgrade his pacemaker, and she remembered what happened to her dog Gator, and she asked if she could keep that pacemaker for an animal in need. She learned that pacemakers for human beings could be utilized in dogs as well. I asked his cardiology team if I could use the pacemaker after they replaced it and then called the University of Georgia to find out if I could donate the the device to the College of Veterinary Medicine. As a result of her husband's successfully donated pacemaker benefiting the nearby vet school, she was inspired to start collecting human pacemakers in order to give them to animals in need. She, in February 2018, decided that she was going to create the pacemaker donation program. So when a patient's pacemaker is exchanged, upgraded, or replaced, the patient is offered the option of donating their used one to the pacemaker donation program. So since launching the program, this is just in February 2018, 2018, the university has received 41 pacemakers. So only the pacemakers of living donors donors are used for the program. And a lot of them have at least five and a half years of battery life remaining, which means aging dogs have the opportunity to go out on more evening walks and games of fetch, all due to her remembering her dog Gator and thinking... I want to help people. Good boy. What if I lick my dog's butt? Jensen, that is inappropriate and not part of the story, but I'm sure it could help. The pacemakers with less battery life are useful um, and used as teaching tools in the classroom for UGA's veterinary students. So she is doing amazing, amazing work. I am surprised that nobody ever thought of that before. Yeah. (laughs) And there's Gator now from heaven. That is a beautiful story. I agree, and that's why it's my... Great news. Kevin and Bean. K-Rock. Next Saturday, June 8th. It's SoCal's official kickoff to summer. K-Rock, we roast Luau and Beach Party. All this week. Every hour on the hour from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Win your tickets to chill in the sand with the Lumineers. 311. I feel some electricity. DJ Snoopadelic. Sun pickups, the revivalist, catfish in the bottle, ex ambassadors, Laura Cash, Smith and Tell, the regrets. Tickets are 
tickets at krock.com slash weenie roast. for the perfect wave every hour on the hour from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. all week. And it surfs up to the K-Rock Weenie Roast Luau and Beach Party. And if this isn't your idea of fun, then you're a rat thing. From Doghouse, kick-ass hot dog, sausage, burgers, and the official wiener of Weenie Roast. You will find that every month you are on the morning show here on the Kevin Bean Show on K-Rock ages you 10 years. Yeah, my, we were just talking about how to remember something. We're like, does anyone remember this? And I just admit at this point that this job has destroyed my memory. I am 100,000 years old. Right. <laughs> Did you know that? Right. Every month equals 10 years. I've given up on asking if you remember something from the day before. Yes, you should. Mm-hmm. So we don't remember what the uh, story was, but uh, it might... I can't... Gosh, I can't remember. You know, I, Dave is saying it was a story that we talked about where a mom sliced her son's throat for being disrespectful. Whoa. Which we should remember. (laughs) But I remember saying, let's not talk about our kickoff story because it's not at all like the ones we want to take calls for. Okay. All right. So, okay. Right. I don't know why I'm laughing then. So, here's what we're looking for we're looking for stories of a family member tried to kill you, but not in a sad or or, uh, icky way. They're being funny about it. Yeah, we're not we're not looking for you know for spousal abuse or you know locking your kid to freezer. We're not looking for anything like that. We're looking for mostly, I guess, accidental or just ill advised or uninformed things that your family members did to you, where they could have killed you. Had things gone differently, they could have killed you. Like here's the difference: your mom almost accidentally ran over you. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's funny. Your mom ran over you, like, on purpose. She's like, I never wanted you. <laughs> Not funny. Not funny. Good. Okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. I think, I think we've uh, established that. So okay. 1-800-520-1067. Your family member almost killed you or could have killed you in a funny way. Omar, we're going to let you kick this off because, as usual, you've got a story for everything. <laughs> yeah, I could have killed my brother. Uh, I was, I don't know, I must have been 9 or 10 years old, and I was uh, busy watching Saturday morning cartoons. And you don't get in between a kid and his Saturday morning cartoons. And my brother, uh, he was probably 7 or 8 at the time, was just pestering and pestering. And we were home alone. Mm -hmm. And my mom had these set of kitchen knives there. So I thought it would be a great (laughs) idea to grab the biggest kitchen knife. Like a butcher knife. Oh, yeah, yeah. A huge one. And chase and act like I was stabbing my brother to freak him out so he would stop pestering me. And, you know, dumb kid, at any moment, I could have, like, literally stabbed him. Sure. But mm-hmm. he stopped pestering me. And sure I, and I <laughs> got to my Saturday morning cartoons. Okay. But, yeah, I could have killed him. Are yeah. you saying you were successful in what you did? <laughs> yeah, I, I totally was. <laughs> so a threat of violence works is what you're saying. That's always the answer to anything. Is my point. Oh. Got it. <laughs> I hope you're Omar Khan. I hope you yeah, pass that along to the girls. Will do. All right. How about you, Allie? You had that experience? Uh, I have two. Yeah. My brother, um, one time, decided to take off my, you know, those little water wings, the water bubbles that mm-hmm. you wear when you're learning how to swim. I was two, and he was three. And my mom just looked up from whatever book she was reading that was more important than watching her children to hear my brother clapping, going, good swimmer, good swimmer. I was at the bottom of the pool. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. so that was thing one. Fast forward about five years, and we're Are at- you still in the pool? I'm not, I'm not are you out? I'm not out. No. I'm no. 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 I'm like, are we talking to her ghost? <laughs> Ooh. 
I'm flying above you. No, uh, fast forward about five years, and we're at a friend's house for dinner, and my brother and I were supposed to be in a different room watching TV so they could have, you know, their cocktails and just hang out. We were going to be falling asleep because we were like, I guess, six and seven at that time. And my brother decided, well, I'm going to look in this closet. Goes in the closet, finds a a gun. Yeah. Turns out, thank God, it was a BB gun. And I said, ooh, shoot me, and put my arms up because I thought that would be fun. <laughs> and then I remembered watching a TV show, and I said, I think you have to pump it. Like, you have to undo it and pump it to make it work better. <laughs> so, long story short, my brother shot me, um, and my parents, to this day, are like, my God, what if he went into that closet and it was a a pistol or anything other than a BB gun. They would be so happy. They'd be so stoked. (laughs) (laughs) And then a clown came out. (laughs) That is um, potentially frightening. Yeah, no, he's he's tried to kill me twice. And all that while she was at the bottom of a pool. (laughs) Yeah, two different stories. Two different stories, yeah. 1-800-520-1067. I have no memory of this at all, but my brother tells me that I did a thing to him when we were kids. I guess we were around 13, 14 years old, and we were out riding our bicycles down a very long and very steep path on a not a mountain but a hilly section of town where we lived very very steep and apparently i got ahead of him this is how he tells it so i just have to take him at face value because i don't remember apparently i got ahead of him and went past a point where there are gates that you can close you know like at sunset so that people can't go up this this hill Mm -hmm. And I jumped out off of my bike, off of my bike, and closed those gates, knowing that he was behind me and was still coming down the hill. And he claims that he, you know, ran right into the thing and got thrown over the gate, basically, and landed on the pavement. I mean, that is the type of thing that probably is hilarious to 13-year-old B. Totally. That, oh, it's going to be so fun when he comes down <laughs> that hill and he comes around the corner and that gate is closed. But at that speed, it would have been impossible for him to avoid it. There's no question he hit, yeah. the, hit the gate. That's some real, like, good son Damien thing to do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so I guess if he had called in, he could say, yeah, my a-hole brother tried to kill me, but fortunately yeah. it didn't work out. So... That's fun enough to count, right? Yes, that's none of those seem too mean. Okay, yeah. all right. 1-800-520-1067. Your family member accidentally or very nearly killed you, but in a fun way. Yeah, in a good way. <laughs> in like you're smiling about it now. <laughs> we'll take your calls next on K-Rock. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Your family member tried to kill you, but in a fun way. That's the topic here on the Kevin and Bean Show. White Stripes are next. First, though, is Annabelle. She's in Lakewood calling up on line six. Annabelle, how you doing? Good morning. I'm fine. How about yourself? Well, obviously you weren't killed, so that's good news. What happened? So my cousin, who was in fourth grade, convinced my second grade self to climb the wall that had the broken shards of glass up to the roof of our house. And from there, we both jumped off the side of the roof and onto the grass below. So not into a pool, onto actual, like, No, no, no pool. Just the grass. That's, that sounds and, bad. And and how old are you at, at in second grade? How old does that make you? Gosh, uh, maybe like eight-ish? nine or ten years yeah. old. I can't remember. Oh, so you were slow too. 
Oh, <laughs> I mean, the good news is Annabelle can say when her parents asked, if someone asked you to jump off a cliff, would you do it? She could say, right. yeah, absolutely. She would. Uh, if my cousin told me, I probably would. Did you break any bones that... Leader. Did you break any bones in the fall? No. No. Oh. That's amazing. We both survived the, the, the jump. Very See, little kids are like rubber, man. Yeah. You just, you can't hurt them. All right, so. very good. Thank you so much for the call. We appreciate you listening, Annabelle. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. All right, so you'll you'll let us know if it goes past the fun part, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fa- family member tried to kill me. Yeah, I'll, right. stop, I'll stop the call. All right, 1-800-520-1067. Jen Kirkman, one of our favorite comedians, joins us just after 8 this morning on the Kevin Abicho. And your tickets for the Weenie Rose coming up as well. Mike in Linwood, thank you for calling and holding on. What's going on, buddy? Hey, how's it going today? Good. So, uh, just to get right to it, I got to get into work. But um, when I was in fourth grade, my sister was in fifth grade. We were walking home from school. We went to a Catholic school, so she was in a Catholic uniform, white tights. And uh, it the snow was melting because I grew up in Colorado, and so the snow was melting. I jumped in this puddle, splashed her white tight, got back onto the sidewalk, and she's like, oh, if you do that again, I'm going to kill you. And she pushed me, and it knocked me into the street, and I almost got hit by a car, like, <gasps> close enough where I could feel the wind of the car. Whoa. 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 All right. Let's uh, judge Allie. If you're wearing your beautiful new Catholic uh, uniform yeah. and, and your a-hole little uh-huh. brother splashes you with dirty snow water on purpose, does he deserve to be pushed in the street? Yeah, but she's got to push harder. <laughs> That's the thing. You can't let him live. You can't let him live. <laughs> exactly. All right, Mike, get it to work. Thank you for the call. Let's go to VD line five. Up next, he's in Pacoima. Hey, VD, welcome to the Kevin Beach Show. Who tried to kill you and why? Hey, guys. Good morning. Morning. Uh, well, my brother and my sister. I was about six, seven years old. Uh, my parents were going on a trip, and so they had suitcases out in the living room. And I was passing by, and they're like, hey, maybe you fit in there. Why don't you try? And I was like, okay. So I climbed in the suitcase. They zipped up that bad boy, threw me into the bathtub, turned on the running water, and left me there. What? Oh, oh my gosh. My God. Oh, this is dark. That's a terrible vacation. <laughs> this is... They were they were psychopaths. It's like it's not enough to put you in a suitcase, then they also have to drown you while you're in a suitcase? <laughs> so how did you get out of this suitcase? Well, my my aunt was babysitting us at the time, so after great, all the commotion great job. From, the, from, the, from the... I know, right? Thanks, Tia. Um, so after they heard all the commotion of me screaming, she finally came in and uh, let me out. Oh, my God. That suitcase is screaming. <laughs> worst, worst siblings, worst babysitter ever. Oh, All right. Wow. Thank I you know, for the right? call. No we... wonder the parents needed a vacation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. We appreciate your call, though. Thank you. Let's go to Dinah, line two. Lincoln Heights is a place that exists, you guys. Hey, Dinah, what's going on? Who, who tried to kill you? Hi. Hi. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Uh, anyways, um, my husband, we were driving on the 105. And I saw a dog on the side of the road, so I, I told him to pull over. And I went after the dog, and the dog started running, so I started running. Then my husband went on reverse. So once I noticed that I wasn't going to catch on, I stopped, and my oh, husband no. hit me with a truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You're so just trying to save out. the dog, and then you end up getting hit by a truck. Yes, and I freaked out because I'm like, what the hell just hit me? <laughs> and I turned around slowly, and it was him. And I just started crying, and I go into the truck, and he's laughing so hard. <laughs> he said that I sounded like a dog when I when he hit me. Well, I hope he checked to see if it was the dog too. Oh my god! 
And then for the next um, six months, I really thought he was trying to kill me because he has a rear camera. So I don't, I don't know. <gasps> Yeah. yeah. Oh, my I mean, this might be a bigger issue. Uh-huh. That's right. This was the perfect oh crime. That's awesome. Hey, um, so you never caught you never caught the dog, right? The dog still, could no, still be I out didn't. there? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't catch it. Yeah, the it, dog's the still time. on the freeway, Bean. <laughs> yeah, just running around. I, Lord. I don't know, man. All right, Dida, thank no, you for calling. Her husband picked up the dog and was like, good try. We turn it, we'll do it again next month. Uh, let's go to Catalina listing in Boston, Massachusetts. Hey, Catalina, how you doing? Doing very well. It's actually not snowing out here. It's actually good weather. And the freaking Bruins won last night. The town what must be. That, right? The town well, must I, be I on fire. I am a Kings fan, though. I am a Kings fan. Yeah. I, I oh, look at you. you, Catalina. <laughs> well, it's nice that you have a backup team to root for. All Absolutely. right. Absolutely. So the topic is a family member tried to kill you. What happened? Uh, my cousins, I always looked up to them. They were older than me. They kind of told me, hey, put on these skates, which are the old kind, white with the uh, the metal wheels, but no stopper. Oh. We went up to this big hill, and they just said, why don't you go down the hill? You can do it. Not a problem. I said, you know, trying to impress them, going down the hill, sparking the entire way, realizing <laughs> I can't slow down, and there's an intersection coming up. <gasps> so either I'm going to be trying to dodge the cars or I gotta like jump off the street which I chose to jump off the street but when I jumped off the street all the houses were lined with these bushes that had thorns in them so so I decided that was an easier thing so I kind of jumped off the street did that got nailed by all these thorns and needless to say my mom was scared what happened to you yeah uh, they were laughing. And yeah. they all took off. If we've learned anything from this segment, it's that cousins are dicks. Cousins are <laughs> awful. Yes. Yeah. There's nothing more terrifying than going downhill and not being able to stop. I mean, that would be the case on roller skates. It would be the case on a bike. It would be the case while you're skiing. I mean, that is when you're going at a rapid rate of speed and you can't figure out how to stop. That's horrifying. But I mean, I think, I think you made the right choice with the bushes rather than go through the traffic yeah. for sure. I, I, All right. they, after that, they, they kind of like uh, they kind of catered to me after that for like about a week or so. So it was kind of good with all the bandages. But I, I lived. I made it. Thank you very much for the call, Catalina, and for streaming us in Boston. We appreciate it. Let's go to Hillary Fullerton up next. Line six. By the way, no shortage of calls from our listeners no. whose family tried to kill them. Hillary, you're up. What's going on? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Um, of course. So my story's kind of crazy. Um, my cousins and I used to think it was so funny to put each other in sleeper holds. So for about a week straight, we every time we saw each other, we would just grab on and, you know, choke the other one out. Cool, cool. And, uh, Again, cousins. Yeah, cool, right? Yeah. Not, not, not considering at all how dangerous it is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, at one point, I put my cousin in a sleeper hold, and he started slapping me, so I let him go. I thought he wanted me to stop. Yeah, he was tapping and out. He, yeah. he completely fell forward, hit his face, lands on the ground, and starts having a seizure <laughs> and... Uh, it no longer became fun. That was probably the scariest moment of our lives. Oh, my god! And uh, he, popped, he popped, popped up five seconds later like nothing happened. Uh, but he did have a busted lip. We had to take him to the ER. And uh, <laughs> never again have we done that to each other. See, this, this show is so educational because I never knew that you could you, you needed oxygen to your brain. You know, like, <laughs> right. it's like the craziest yeah, you thing. you need that. <laughs> 
So yes. we all we all learned a valuable lesson mm-hmm. here today. Mm-hmm. I'm sad Kevin's not here because it might explain some things. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. LANOC's Alternative Rock. K-R-O-Q. Allie. Bean. What's happening? What's going on? Uh, you know the um, the videos that they do, the Hot Ones episodes, where the guy interviews people as yes. they're eating the hottest wings the great, ever. Uh, the great Sean Evans. Amazing stuff. Well, they had Billie Eilish on. And um, you're going to want to check out the remake of the song you just heard, Bad Guy, because it samples a bunch of um, really weird sounds that she made during her March Hot Ones episode. Mm. So you're going to hear um, some screams, some laughs, a bunch of burps. Mm. So here is the remake of not only Billie Eilish's Bad Guy, but the sound she made during the episode. to it and you okay. said oh but we're coming right out of the song this is a great time to play it and right, i took your I, word for it right but i thought that omar would listen to it and see whether it was worthy I, I, well i think when you send it to him you assume that it's worthy don't put this on omar guys i have something i that, this is what i this is what it sounds she like. went from to oh <laughs> That's oh, that, what I. That is a so good people remix. who don't know, that's yeah. what that's what it would have sounded like. Well, I'm glad I, I'm glad you rushed us to do that. That <laughs> was a big colossal waste of time. <laughs> Let's hear it again. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. it's the same thing. <laughs> See, I only copied uh-huh. Omar on it in case you wanted it. And then I said, I haven't had a chance to listen to it, Bean. And your response was, uh, well, he's already cut it, and uh, here it is right here. <laughs> I don't really see what that has to do with the hot ones. I don't get that at all. <laughs> yeah, if I, I if I had her. a chance to to listen to it, I would have said, "Yeah, we're not going to use it." A lot like when you send something to me and say, "This is great, we should use it." I assume you listen to it. I don't know what we're yelling about. <laughs> uh, all right. We're not live till 8, so yeah, none of this fine. is on the air. we're fine. Absolutely. So what else is going on, Allie? I don't know. You got any more stories to send me? <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually am kind of digging it now. <laughs> now you're really, into it. <laughs> I've turned the corner. <laughs> I really like it. <sighs> All right. Guys, uh, this this was news on Friday, and we just we need to address it. Remember that whole uh, negative fan feedback for the trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog? Mm-hmm. The human teeth. Ah, no, we hate it. Looks too much like the Cat in the Hat movie. No one wants it. And they were like, listen, we've heard you. We're going to fix this. And people were like, there's no way they're going to get this out and have it done by the time that they're releasing it on November 8th. Because well, they literally would have to go in and change every frame, I imagine, right? Uh, to yeah. fix those teeth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They weren't sure how the VFX artists were going to even change anything substantially in that time. Well, we now know um, 
that they aren't because they have changed the release date. No longer November 8th, but uh, on Friday, the studio announced the release had been pushed back to February 14th, 2020. That is crazy. So if you complain enough on Twitter and throw a little fit, the director, Jeff Fowler, will change everything for you. This is a bad precedent, you guys. Is it, though? Because I kind of... Look, I'm all for respecting artists and their vision, but I do feel that sometimes little teaser trailers are put out there specifically to get reaction for fans so they have a chance to craft it and mold it a little bit before it's released. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, I think it it may have given too much power to the fans, slightly. I think it's one thing if, like, there's a casting announcement and then people are like, that person wouldn't be good in that role, and then people list other people, and then maybe the studio goes, ooh, you know what, never thought about that person. That's very different from going and changing everything, right? It's the yeah. biggest It's the biggest change from the internet, because back in the day, people would be like, that's Superman? But like, that's all you could... Right. Like, you just said it out loud <laughs> right. once, no one urged you. Right. You just said it to your friends in yeah. the basement, but yeah. now you have yeah. a worldwide uh, platform. Yeah. No, I, I think you're right. I, I, I guess they should have stuck with it, even though people hated it. <laughs> <laughs> they should have released the money that re- a movie that was sure to lose money. You're right. <laughs> we have to start doing things right. to just mm-hmm. make us look like we've got our act together here oh, because we're all looking just really, really, really sloppy. Now. You know who I blame, though? Me. Hmm. Detective Pikachu. Oh. If he wasn't so damn cute. Yeah. And people fell in love with Detective Pikachu the first time they saw him. Mm-hmm. This wouldn't have happened because it was around that same time. I agree. Detective Doc- uh, Pikachu. Oh, apologies. Uh, I agree. He is too cute. He's too cute. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, our Sonic sucks with those human teeth. You understand that he's not a detective until he puts on the, the hat. hat. Exactly. The hat. Then he becomes a detective. Yeah, then exactly. he's just Pikachu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this has been uh, it's been quite the update, you guys. Quite the update. Hey, You're better than that! I don't think we are. Yeah, I um, don't either. When we come back, we're going to talk about how Arnold Schwarzenegger, sure, he's getting kicked in the back uh, like a flying karate chop one day. Then the next day, he's like, hey, I'm going to help out this old lady that's being evicted. The man has layers, is what I'm saying. We're going to talk about that coming up. But first, some birthdays for you. Jake Johnson, John Fogarty, Gladys Knight, Jerry West, Carrie Mulligan, Kylie Minogue, Seth Rollins, and Alec Benjamin. And that's what's happening. The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. K-Rock. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Our friend Jen Kirkman is in studio with us on the Kevin Beach Show. Stand-up comedian, podcaster, New York Times best-selling author. You'll see her tonight, 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 telling stories at the Hollywood Improv. We'll get to that in a couple of minutes. How are you, Jen? I'm lovely. Thanks for having me. You were sick last week. You're feeling better? It was a real quick one. It was three days. Three days and better. I know that never happens. No. As disappointed as we always are when someone has to cancel due to illness, we also appreciate you not bringing the Ebola in here. Mm Mm-hmm. 
because mm. it's yeah, you know, close quarters and all that. And as you know, well, none of us are vaccinated, so. <laughs> well, I hope not because Cause we're Hollywooders. Yeah, that's we're right. Super they don't allow it. it. Um, I and I did cancel with it twenty four hours notice. Yeah. I was like, it's better to. Well, you get your money back. Yeah, she knows we run it like a doctor's office. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have to pay 50 bucks. Yep. So what have you been up to? What's going on? What's happening in your life? Um, I have to say, I I mean, I know I should come in here with something punchy and funny, but I just work all the time hustling, hustling. She does. I, I was living in New York the last couple of years, and I... I oh, oh, sorry, you, sorry, you sorry, sorry. You certainly sorry. did right there. Sorry. Um, I'm used to podcasting. But I've been on the road a lot this year, and, um, you know... It is what it is. Uh, let's uh, let's not let's not gloss over. By the way, that I just Je- said the f word. That you no, said the f word. The yes, New York but, and why yeah, the New York there. thing. So when Jen says, "Oh, I left my job," she what she's not saying is she left one of the most coveted jobs. But, on I, I the, know. Please stop. On one of the greatest shows in the history she of television. Things were going too well. <laughs> exactly. You Jen know, has I, been writing right. and story editing for the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which right. is everybody's favorite Emmy and Golden Globe winning. show. Show. And it, really it I, I mean, I know that there's a lot of hard work that goes into shows to make them look that good, but it had to also, in some ways, be a dream gig. Oh, yeah. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't hard for me because the pressure wasn't on me. You know, I wasn't like making the sets. It was fun. <laughs> it was a lovely gig. It was just that it was in New York and I don't live there. So there was like the behind the scenes of it all was like, I'm in a studio apartment that doesn't belong to me. You know, like yeah. I'm in an Airbnb. And I know that sounds like who cares, but is you it can get also after a while. being raised Catholic? You just feel guilty that things were too good and you just had to <laughs> no, leave it. No, 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 no. I really, really was like, I didn't, <laughs> I meant to go for a little while as a consultant and I just yeah. kept going and going and going. And then I was like, I don't know. I just I wanted to go back on tour. I, I thought Ali was going to say, "Was it weird for you being so Catholic and working I'm on a show a so Jewish?" Jewish. That's, what I thought you, that's actually what I thought you were going to no. say too. But that's amazing. But was it? <laughs> I mean, but a lot of the stand-up stuff is punched. I mean, it's, it's from you. Yeah. Um, that is the the mythology, but yes. it's not. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a team so, effort. It's a team effort. Says I, someone I, who does a lot of things, but right. no, 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 no. I'm okay. really, I'm really because it's I, this is why like. Let's move on because they they normally like all press to go through Amazon. So like okay, it's a fair. great show I wrote on it, but I really didn't write all of her stand up. That was something that always like I like out, I right. wish I did did, but mm-hmm. I I swear to God I didn't. I can't take credit because then if my boss here, she'll be like, oh Jen Kirkman leaves the show and then goes around saying she wrote it all. You know. I understand. We're not trying to get you in any trouble. Just stop, we don't yeah, want you yeah. to just stop yeah. blanking when you're saying. Um, <laughs> would be, she was I'm double blanking. All right, let me ask you just one more question. Would we all be as in love with Rachel Brosnahan if we knew her as we are with her on the show? I don't know. I'm a straight woman. Yes, you would love her. Men love women. I mean, would it, yeah, of course. Yes. She, okay. she's, a, she's an amazing, wonderful person. But she's I'm assuming that's like not what you're picking up on when you're like, no, oh, love I, her. No, I think she did mean it. Oh, I, think, no, yeah. she's, I fell in love with her on Manhattan. Yeah. I fell in love with her on oh, a bunch okay. of shows even before Mrs. Maisel. I just think she's the best. Oh, she's so House great. of Cards. She was incredible in House of Cards. I just love but her But he's so asking because he doesn't date Jews. So <laughs> she's not Jewish. Oh, oh. she's playing. Mary she's in Jewish. Does he date married women who aren't uh, available? Because that's also, that's also her. Jen Kirkman <laughs> left the show and said bad things about Jews. Is going to be the headline. <laughs> I already see that. Um, Jen, you I, you may have seen this on your social media last night. I retweeted your uh, little mental health awareness video that you put up. Oh, I yeah. was so impressed with that. I guess it's the whole campaign <laughs> that's going on right now where people are telling their younger selves, hey, yeah. here's what you don't realize now at 20 as you're freaking out about everything in the world. Yeah. 
And you kind of went through a bunch of that in your early years as well? Yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be for You're children. You're speaking from experience, right? Yeah, it's supposed to be videos for kids. I mean, I don't know anything about kids and, like, at what age they start just, like, Googling things on the Internet. But mm-hmm. it's supposed to be for, like, I was, like, 10 and 12 years old, and I started having anxiety and panic, and I didn't know what it was. And so I thought I was crazy. I mean, I am, but I didn't know it was, like, everyone was. <laughs> and, and back I had then to... it was pre-Internet. You had to ask your parents, and they didn't know, right? Oh, I wasn't even going to go, oh, Mom and Dad, sometimes I feel like I can't breathe. They would have been like, you're insane. So I went to the library and I would like go ask the librarian, but I didn't even know what to say I was looking for. So it was a, a lot different back then. And I oh, think if I'd man. had the internet, I would have been like, oh, I have this thing everyone has. Because now everyone just rattles off what they have. I'm ADD, I'm OCD, and it's yeah. like not a big deal. Yeah. But back then I thought if anyone finds out I'm anxious, I'm going to be thrown in an institution. I so, love yeah. in the video you said, if you're watching this and you think, oh, nobody, it says that nobody dies from a panic attack, but I'll be the first one. No, you won't. You're not that special. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the greatest thing ever. Well, I'm waiting for someone to die of a panic attack and then they're like Jen Kirkman said and I'll be like the Jenny McCarthy of anxiety yes <laughs> but I mean I just thought if I were you know if I were the age that I started having anxiety and I had access to a video like yours it would have made all the difference in the world I think it's a fantastic campaign I think so too I hope it helps anybody and yeah. and helps them feel normal but I you know it's so hard when you have something like that going on it I, sometimes it doesn't matter how many people tell you it's okay it, it takes a long time to, to accept that about even yourself. just getting into a therapist or anything like oh, that yeah. is tough to do when you're a kid i mean i hadn't even ever seen a woody allen movie i know this sounds so stupid but <laughs> once i went to college and i saw annie hall i was like oh i feel a little better you know mm-hmm. what i mean That's well let's a... hope he got more therapy well yeah <laughs> <laughs> then you find out later <laughs> But, you know, what so I'm saying... So the message was there. It is one of the reasons I got into self-help as well. As yeah. But then when you find out the messenger was maybe... Maybe not needed doing some more himself. help. Yeah. But, you know, thank God. Again, thank God for the Jews and their... And their uh and they're neurotic uh, talking You're about welcome. it. You're welcome. Yeah, they saved me. <laughs> well, I, I will tell you, the more people that talk about it, I know there's always campaigns going on. In fact, uh, Billie Eilish, who we love here on the show, you know, she just did a video the other day talking about embrace the awkwardness and whatnot. And last year, Jen, you don't know this probably, but I took a few weeks off for mental health reasons as well. Oh. And I heard... And it was a hard decision to make. Yeah. But I feel like me doing that and talking about it on this show, and Ali, you'll back me up on this if you agree. We've heard from hundreds of listeners who oh, were inspired thousands, by that. Thousands. Inspired by oh, that, I which love it. Yeah. which seems dumb because obviously I didn't do anything except look after my own self. I was just trying to take care of myself. But yeah. the fact that I talked about it on the radio had so many people say, I feel that way too, or now I'm going to get a help, or I'm going to take that time off, or I have a friend, or I have a family member. I mean, the more it's out there, the better it is for everybody. Do you think you inspired some people who don't have mental health issues to just take three weeks off and then they got fired? <laughs> well, I, ho- I, I hope so. They're like, <laughs> I'll just say I have mental health issues. The Jenny yeah. McCarthy of radio happens. <laughs> <laughs> See, Jen always has a way of putting the fine point on it, doesn't she? Uh, Jen Kirkman is in town. She's back from New York, a place she said she hated and wished she'd never oh, gone. Oh, my God. <laughs> and she is going to be at the Hollywood Improv at the Lab tonight telling stories. I can't wait to hear all about this because I know this is your favorite kind of show and something special you do just for Southern California audiences. So we'll find out all about it. And you should be there tonight. More with Jen Kirkman right after this on K Rock. Kevin and Bean on K Rock. Yes, is Jen Kirkman, stand up comedian, podcaster, New York Times bestselling author. I bet you never get tired of hearing the words New York Times bestselling author. I really don't. Right. It sounds sweet. so, it makes me feel so rich, even though yeah. it doesn't mean that. <laughs> Maybe we lead with that. No, no, no. No. Then people go, oh. you're right. Who's Boring. That? Bob, she wrote a book. 
Yet uh, she still uses the F word on commercial radio. That's oh my god! I can't believe I did that. I have not made that mistake in, in at least five years. I'm so embarrassed. Jed, can I tell you that last year, for the first time in my 40 year radio career, I accidentally said the F word. Oh, well, but one it's time. Understandable though. Why? Yeah. He was talking well, about how sexy John Hamm is. I was. <laughs> That's, I was talking about yeah. how- Amazing. How, how effing hot he was. Yeah. Was, oh my god, can I tell you a John Hamm story? Please. It's not yes. that good. But I was I was <laughs> yes, years please. ago I was backstage at some comedy show and he was there because he like dips into the That's comedy does, world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that we'd never met and he just said, Hey Jen, I love your work. Oh my and gosh. I was like, Oh my god. And uh, that that's the story. But I, but, but, well, and no, I've been living with him for three the, years. The, he's here now. But, but what's interesting is, like, I wasn't looking my best back then. I was, like, you know, just not in my best. Okay. I won't list why because then people will call in and be like, she's not body positive. But I was married. I was unhappy. I was overweight. My hair looked bad. Okay. Uh, but then last year I ran into him. I feel like I've never looked better. I'm in a beautiful outfit. He looks looks right through me, walks by. Ooh. So maybe he liked a married oh. woman who was having some troubles with her. Fantastic oh, news for me. <laughs> <laughs> he's awesome. just he's looking for people down on their luck, is what okay. she said. Yeah. Hmm. He is. Uh... I don't want to get off on a tangent here, but he's really hot. You guys. He, he just—he really so, is so attractive. And then those shots of his pants—you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, we've heard, yeah, 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 yeah we so we've heard, right. we have heard. Uh, Jen, what kind of stories will you be telling at the Hollywood Improv tonight? Oh my God! I, so I work out new stuff like once a month, and I, I, I love telling like longer form stories because I think it's more—I think people like to listen to that. We don't mm-hmm. have to be joke, joke, joke all the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking about how my parents are getting older; they don't want my help taking care of them. They have more fun than me. They're at the casino every weekend, seeing like Joan Jett or Marilyn Manson. Like they're insane. And um, <laughs> your parents saw Marilyn Manson? They, yes, oh. they've had like three surgeries, and they won't tell me about them until after because I tried to come home and help them one time, and I, I did. So I put, I put a bagel in the wrong toaster and something oh, caught yeah. fire. It was, like, you know, they have all their little routines mm-hmm. and like I, I'm so I'm I'm talking about that like being in my 40s and wanting to help the older people and, and they want and, none of and it and I have no job to do. Yeah, they won't they won't let me. Amazing. <laughs> it'll I think it'll be fun and I talk a lot about being Generation X, which I am. In case you haven't noticed, when I said I was 45. <laughs> right, right in that sweet spot, aren't you, Jen? So, is this a thing you do roughly once a month? This telling stories when you're in town? Yep. And when I'm in town is always because I remember okay. the first segment. She I back. Quit my job. She <laughs> back. Yeah, once a month at the Hollywood Improv Lab. Now I have to talk up this. I know no one normally comes and talks of a comedy space. It's the cutest little space in the world. Yeah. It's like it's like why you move to L.A. to see cool things. You're like, oh, this comedian is just going to say new stuff that's never been said and see how it goes. And yeah. there's a full bar. You can get your drinks. You can even get your nachos if you're hungry. And it looks like a cute little... like, like a speakeasy. A speakeasy. Yeah, yeah, a little cabaret space. I'm saying words that no one in their 20s knows. They're like, that sounds bad. And we're like, no, it's <laughs> no, good. It's, it's really great. Kids, it's good. <laughs> It's a great venue, and, and they and they give opportunities to different comedians to go out there and, and more more than have like a real worked hour. It's like you yeah. can, you can watch comedians test out new stuff, which is always the most fun for me to go see. Hence yeah. the name, the lab. Yeah, exactly. I've done a couple shows there, and they weren't great. Mm. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't quote unquote kill. Okay, yeah. that's all right. Yep. J- Jensen, you have. Uh, tried stand-up comedy? Well, yeah, that's not where I bombed there. Uh, but yeah, no, I, that's how I started in college at USC. And then uh, and then I would do like shows with friends, like uh, trying new formats at the lab. Right, and right. none of them really stuck all that well. Did you two know each other 
Yeah. Jen and, oh, yeah. We Jen knew each other Jensen. for years around yeah, the, I met you in New York the world's like 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, that's right. At a bar. Yeah, yeah at a bar. Probably. <laughs> it sounds really shady, but we're all with like mutual friends. We were all hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was probably more in the John Hamm wants to meet you days. <laughs> no, no, no. I was oh. past that. Oh, okay. Yeah, good. yeah, yeah. All right, all right. That was like 15 oh, years ago. So you got the good Jen. That I did. It sounds like no, Jensen. Jen was great. I'm, I'm a huge Jen. fan of Jen. And I love the idea that Jen takes comedy um, uh, more serious and she knows she has a responsibility. She can't just go out there and say dumb stuff and get away with it. She's always been uh, conscious of what she's saying and understanding oh. that comedy is more than just laughs. It's, there's something behind that and Jen's been great at that. Oh, well, I'm a big fan of yours and I, my new thing is I don't want to be the old person that's like, what are the kids doing? I don't understand it. Like, I'm actually starting to have a lot of empathy for millennials and people younger than them with how they're getting beeped on by society like yes. the like the all these articles being written about them like put down the avocado toast and buy a home i'm like <laughs> no one has any money it's not because we're eating toast and so i'm trying to be their big generation x sister if they'll let me yeah if they'll let me but you know you would be a great young aunt thank you i am an aunt well my, i mean to everyone oh in the to everyone scene. else yeah, yeah. but my, yes. my niece is 30 she doesn't really care what i have to say <laughs> yeah, she's, please I think you're you're absolutely right, uh, uh, Jensen, when you say that, that there's more to comedy. This sounds kind of dumb until you start to think about it. There's more to comedy than just telling jokes because I think what people react to when they come see your show tonight, Jen, is they're looking for authenticity yes. from the person yes. on stage. And I think that goes a long way toward building that connection between you and your audience. My audience asked me for advice. I'm like, you know, I'm a comedian, right? They're like, what should I do about this relationship? What should I do about well, my job? I'm like, Aww. um... I get it. Here's no, why. Cute. Here's why. Jen Kirkman and I text friends every once in a while. Oh. I will say you're an empath. And in comedy, mm-hmm. there aren't a lot of them. And No, there's other paths. Socio, yeah. Socio. psycho. <laughs> yeah. Which is 100% true. And I think that she feels things and is good at giving that off in comedy but also she's like she could do it brashly so it's kind mm-hmm. of like a fun I, I would recommend the show tremendously but on top of that she's she she feels things and that's great for comedy I think Aww. has this been good for you this has been amazingly yeah. helpful I'm I'm more of a motivational speaker see that John Ham? I feel things you yeah. should have talked to me at that party yeah. Yeah. the second one <laughs> the second one yeah, first one's fine I think it's... Jensen's TED talk is going well I, I do too Especially. wow well I travel with those letters behind me so I got to do something What if you him. did a TED Talk that was just about me? Like, it was so creepy. <laughs> that would be the greatest Guys, ever. Jen Kirkman. <laughs> and Pop, it's just a slide yeah. behind you. Yeah. I'd watch. Ten years ago. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> She's feeling better now. Moved from L.A. All right. Telling stories at the Hollywood Improv at the Lab tonight at 7.30. Tickets, by the way, hard to believe, only 50 bu- 15 bucks. <laughs> I almost said 50, didn't I? <laughs> 50, almost, only 15 bucks, you guys, available at improv.com. The show is 18 and up, though. And then if you can't make tonight, shame on you, but you have another shot at it on uh, Tuesday, June 25th at 7.30 as well. That's right. And Jen, the new name of the podcast for people want to seek it out? It's called Having Funlessness with Jen Kirkman. If anyone out there is a fan of doing laundry on a Friday night or making mm-hmm. lists or just doesn't really relate to people who get drunk and scream woo, uh, my podcast and its various complaints are for you. You're speaking to Bean. And it's <laughs> and very me. much so. Available on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Jen, we love you. You're always welcome on the Kevin Bean Show. Thanks for stopping by. I love you more. Oh, before you go. Uh-uh. uh-uh. Allie, did I forget? You did, but it's okay. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, Ali is going to fire 60 seconds worth of questions at you rapid fire style. All you have to do is tell us the first thing that comes to your mind. Here uh-huh. it is. 60 seconds with Jen Kirkman. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie and who cares? No, everybody cares. Do you think it's weird that Tarzan has no beard? What is he doing out I've there? I've never seen Tarzan or a picture of him. 
<laughs> okay, that's insane. If you could join the cast of any TV show, past or present, which one would you choose? 90210 90s. Understandable. Yeah, Did you have a nickname growing up? Uh, no. <laughs> Being from Massachusetts, what is the worst masshole accent in a movie? Anyone who is doing JFK and they're not playing JFK, only JFK had that accent. Amen. Dog kisses on the mouth, yes or no? No. Mm. What was your first job? Baskin Robbins ice cream. Nice. Ooh. Yeah. What do you think is your best trait? Um, I guess I'm an empath. Nice. <laughs> what is your worst trait? I guess I'm an empath. <laughs> when were you the happiest? Uh, before When I was in bed this morning. Oh. Strangest thing you've ever that read? That sexier than I meant to. Yeah. <laughs> Strangest thing you've ever read or heard about yourself? Um, that I look like if Joan Jett was broke. Oh, that's not that's true. That's not true. I know. Joan Jett was, had tons of money. Thank you. And you're more like the really cool uh, leather Tuscadero. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm 20 years younger than Joan Jett. So. Yeah. <laughs> right, this got, people this, say stuff. This got weird. They're wrong. Right. <laughs> Jen Kirkman's the greatest. Bye, guys. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Rock. It's less than two weeks till the Weedy Rose. K-Rock Weedy Rose Slew on Beach Party is a week from Saturday, June 8th at Doheny State Park. You can buy your tickets at FrontGateTickets.com or you can win them right now with the Snoop edition of Listener Rokey. Hit it, Steve. Listener Rokey, Listener Rokey, that's the game we're going to play. Listener Rokey, Listener Rokey, come and sing and don't be lame. DJ Snoopadelic. A.K.A. Snoop Dogg is going to be on the bill along with the Lumineers, 311 Silver Sun Pickups, Revivalist X Ambassadors, and so much more. We are looking for your best Snoop Dogg impression with Listeroki. You just sing any Snoop Dogg song you like, and we're doing a knockout uh, edition here, right? So yeah. mm-hmm. if you're the best, you stay on hold, uh, and then a challenger can come along in the next moment and knock you off. So let's find out who wins the tickets by the end of the thing. We'll start with Esmeralda, who's in North Hollywood. She's up first on line one. Esmeralda, how are you, my dear? Hi, I'm good, thank you. I assume you are, as we are, a huge fan of the D-O-double-G? Yep. Smoke weed every day. All right. You sound like you got a lot of energy. <laughs> Sounds like you're very excited. <laughs> We'd like to, what, what number are you going to be doing for us? I'm going to do nothing but a G thing. Ooh, good jam. I, I want to hear nothing more than you doing nothing but a G thing. Good, th- good luck. Thank you. All right, one, two, three into the four. Snoop Doggy Dog and Dog Three's at the door, ready to make an entrance. So back on up, cause you know we about to rip. Give me the microphone first, so I could bust like a bubble. Compton and Long Beach together. Now you know you're in trouble. Ain't nothing but a G thing, baby. Too low out. <laughs> Jeez, okay. so we're crazy. All right. The good news is, <laughs> the good news is, Esmeralda, is that you are the best one we've heard so far. Yeah. So she's on in the lead. You are in the lead. And she right did now. what Jen Kirkman couldn't do earlier censored herself. Censor herself. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All right. I'm excited about Joel. He's up next, line two, calling from Los Angeles. Joel, how you feeling, man? I'm doing great. How are you guys? We're good. You've heard the competition. What song are you going to do for us? I'm going to do it. Ain't No Fun. Oh, good All luck! Right. On, good luck on the censoring. Here we go. <laughs> All right, here we go. Whoa, hey, now you know. Inhale, exhale with my flow. One for the money, two for the bitches. Three to get ready before we hit the switches. Then my Chevy, big full ready to be exact. With bitches on my side and bitches on my back. So back up the bitch because I'm struggling. I get on your knees and then start. Now, I mean, that, you get a cheer. Yeah, uh, you do. But, yeah. but a technicality, Snoop. not yeah. Snoop, he's rapping Warren G's part, so I'm going with Esmeralda. 
Oh, what? Yeah. It's a Snoop Dogg song, but I'm still going with Esmeralda. Oh. I, I mean, uh, oh, Jensen is our is our hip hop correspondent. Like I've got Jensen ain't him. no fun. Yeah, yeah moving I'm sorry. on. Esmeralda is still in the lead. A technicality, yeah. everyone. Wow. Technicality. Let's go to Woodland Hills. Let's say hi to Edgar. Edgar, what's going on, man? Hey, good morning, guys. I would say the lesson learned here is is rap the Snoop Dogg part. That's, That's what I right. want to hear. No, definitely, definitely. I'm going to do Gin and Juice, uh, Snoop Dogg. Good track. Love it. Let's hear it. With so much drama in the LBC, it's kind of hard being Snoop D-O-double-G, but uh, somehow, someway, keep coming up with funky and ish like every single day. May I kick a little something for the G's and make a few friends as I breathe through two in the morning and the party's still jumping because my mama ain't home. I got... In the living room, getting it on, and they ain't leaving till six, six in the morning. <laughs> uh, Edgar's moving on, man. Ed, Ed, I'm sorry, Esmeralda. We love you, but we have to let you go. Edgar's now in the lead, and Edgar needs to be on stage at next year's April Foolishness Rap Battle. Pretty good. All right, how about Chanel up next in Corona? Wait, hold on, what? hold on, hold on. Hold what, on. What's, what's your problem, folks? One second. I hit the wrong button. Here, okay. Chanel! Here you go. <laughs> Muggs is doing his own show, apparently. Uh, thank you for holding on, my dear. What song are you going to do for us? Lottie Dottie. Oh, Lottie Dottie. All right. Great Snoop Dogg playing for Weenie Rose tickets a week from Saturday. Let's hear it. Lottie Dottie, we like to party. We don't cause trouble. We don't bother nobody with. Just some brothers up on the mic. And when we rock upon the mic, we rock the mic right for all my dogs. Keeping y'all in hell. Just to see you smile and enjoy yourself because it's cool when you cause a cozy condition and which we create because that's our mission. So, okay, all right, all right, hang on. Once you got to the S word, <laughs> I realized we were done with you. Uh, question, yeah. yes, uh, Dougie Fresh, right? Well, originally, changes some lyrics, a cover, for Snoop. it was a cover, it was I, a cover. I still liked it. I think Chanel had yeah. some attitude, by the I way. I like she did. I think I'm Team Chanel. I like Chanel. All right, Chanel moves on. I was saying Team Edgar, but Chanel moves on. All right. Sorry, Edgar. Nice effort with Gin and Juice, but Chanel currently in the lead. We only got time for two more. Let's go to another Edgar. This is line seven, Burbank calling. Edgar, you ready to do some Snoop Dogg? A lot of competition uh, behind you already. Oh, hey, what's well, it? me? My name is Eric, and I'm totally ready to do some Snoop Dogg. I apologize. Right, but, uh, they, okay. they wrote Edgar up here. I'm sorry about that. All right, what song are you going to do for us? That's okay. That's a cool name. I'm going to do it for my like it's hot. Yeah. All right, let's see. Now you're oh, getting yeah. into that same area, though, where you got to make sure you're doing the right part here of that song because there's a bunch of people on it, but yep. good luck. That's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do the most famous part just because it's so iconic, you know? Okay. okay. When the pimp's in the crib, ma, drop it like it's ah, drop it like it's ah, drop it like it's ah. When a pig try to give it to you, drop it like it's ah, drop it like it's ah, drop it like it's hot. When a toxic man get an attitude, drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot. Got a rolly on my mouth and I'm drinking shawl down and a don't wear that because I got it going on. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, do we have a winner? Oh, yeah, Eric, calling yeah. today. We have a winner. Eric, you're going to see Snoop Dogg and all the rest at the K-Rock Weedy Rose oh, Island Beach Party a week from Saturday. We will see you there. See you there. Uh, don't forget, oh, tickets so awesome. still on sale at FrontgateTickets.com. We love you. Thanks for listening, and thanks for playing Listen to Rokey on the Kevin Abid Show. Listen to Rokey.
Allen and Bean. K-Rock. By the way, uh, speaking of the Lumineers, speaking mm-hmm. of the, we- the Weenie Roast, mm-hmm. um, I'm still not seeing the words limp or biscuit on this lineup. I know. Are I've you- even tried to scramble some of the letters in case it's like a hidden <laughs> mystery or whatever. Mm-hmm. I can't get limp biscuit on that flyer at all. What happened to biscuit for Weenie? I thought that was the greatest idea ever. It still is a good idea. I don't think it's. I don't think it's not good anymore. But it's not happening anymore, though. At least we're the only ones who seem to be talking about it. How many days here. left? Twelve, uh, maybe? If that. We, I mean, that that's still some time. All right. I'm just saying, we put it... Look, our friend Ted Stryker said, put it out there in the radio universe and good things will happen to you. Well, mm-hmm. that hasn't been the case so far. Maybe we'll talk I to Stryker also, about some theories. Maybe he thinks there's ways we could do it. I also feel like Stryker and Klein were nurtured through this process. Through through K-Rock. Uh, through K-Rock. They were immediately shut down like we were. We were, we were shut that down. That is true. Right? Yeah, we had the rug pulled out. Yeah. We, we couldn't do anything. But I'm, what I'm saying is that it's time we do something. Hashtag biscuit for weenie, first of all. But second of all, I don't think I'll ever forget the look of disappointment. No, uh, that's not even the right word. Shame? What was Mm -hmm. it that was on Mr. Weatherby's face when we tried to talk him into limping? It was like we were like, hey, do me a favor. We want to uh, take your kids hostage, put them up on the stage, and then torture them in front of the audience. I mean, that's the reaction we got. Yes. And and meanwhile, we're all shaking our heads going, you don't realize this is the Weenie Rose, how awesome this would be. Yeah, this would be a home run. And I'm not, again, I think we're still at bat. I think we we, we still have some pitches to go. All right. Well, I'm still sending thoughts and prayers, if that helps. Yeah, I, I, please. I understand. That's we know that stops school shooting, so. Right. All right. Allie is here with our final Limp Biscuit. Less. what's happening for a Tuesday morning. You tell us what's going on. What's well, going on? the Terminator has set his eyes on a new foe. When the former governor and actor found out that 102-year-old Thelma Smith was being ousted from her California home of almost 30 years by her landlord, he took action. He tweeted out... Thelma has been a dear friend for a long time. Imagine doing this to a 102-year-old woman who gave back to the community her whole life. It's heartless. Arnold Schwarzenegger has known her forever. She is a retired secretary for the Sugar Ray Robinson Youth Foundation, and she's being forced out of her home to make way for the landlord's daughter. So he tweeted out, Thelma, I'll be reaching out to help. Landlords, you'll hear from me too. I don't think a 102-year-old is on Twitter, though. Do you think she saw it? <laughs> I was more shocked that Arnold Schwarzenegger's a fan of Sugar Ray. Uh, uh, Sugar Ray no, Robinson. Sugar Every Robinson. morning. Yeah. It's well, just weird to me that he would even know that music. Okay. All right. I had a couple of thoughts about this story because uh-huh. I was following it this weekend as well. Number one, the landlord probably thought he was a nice guy. Mm-hmm. And when he rented a 75-year-old woman this apartment, <laughs> right. he thought, you know what? I'll give it to her for a good rate. How right. long could she live? 15 years, right? Maybe. Right. <laughs> on, the, on the outside, 15 yeah. years. It, he never expected 30 years later she would still be going strong. And the other thing I thought, and I'm serious about this, this is what I would do. This story has gotten lots of attention locally. She should have an attorney represent her and sue for them trying to evict her to run out the clock. If you know what I mean, run out the clock. Till her in other death. Words, yes. In other words, in other words, tie it up in court so that she doesn't have to move pending the trial outcome. But how can you sue when it's an apartment? All they have to say is 
we no longer are renting this apartment to No, you. I mean, there's the tenant rights. She's going to be fighting for tenant rights. Yeah, she's going to be claiming that there's no reason for her, for them to be able to evict her. She hasn't Age done discrimination. Yeah, so, whatever. Whatever you have to throw against the wall just to get the suit filed is what I'm saying. And then that kind of gives her a temporary hold. Now, mm-hmm. she so you're saying up, tie up the courts. Yeah. Tie it up like, in courts. Okay. She's like, I need seven months. So I've come up with seven theory. Like, you just have to come up with something and then stall it out. I mean, is that a terrible idea? To f- I mean, if you could figure out a way to to pause being evicted because you sued, I feel like it would be worth doing at 102. And someone will do it pro bono just to help out the old lady. On the way out. Yeah. Or, no, Allie, you don't sound convinced. Allie. Or Arnold Schwarzenegger could just be like, hey, here's a couple thousand dollars. I'm moving you into this cool place. I mean, it would have been nicer to buy her a coffin. Wow. What? She's going to use it longer. It's so dark. <laughs> it really did. You I'll guys. I was trying to help the lady out. You're trying to put her Woof. in the ground. No, I'm Jensen. saying just as far as how long she'll be using the coffin compared to how long she'll be using the apartment now. So she should rent a coffin instead of an yeah. apartment. Yes. Or at least get it ready. Okay. Well, please keep us posted on that story. because yeah, I I'm, will. I'm, I'm deeply invested in what happens with this lady. Well, she's Hello. been given... Hi, ma'am. She's been given until June 30th to leave. To live. <laughs> to leave. To live or to leave? <laughs> to leave. You guys. Hi, folks. <laughs> oh, that man. So beating a video game can become quite the obsession for some. And now the World Health Organization has officially recognized gaming disorder. So this means that the newest revision of the International Statistical Classification of Diseases and Related Health Problems will contain this disorder. So that goes into effect on January 1st, 2022. It's going to be in the same category called Disorders Due to Substances Use or Addictive Behaviors. That's going to be alongside alcoholism, gambling addiction, and a section devoted to harmful cannabis use dependence. Well, I mean, I think it's a legitimate addiction for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, One expert sums up that it's not about or characterized by how many hours the person is playing. It's when gaming takes precedence over health, hygiene, relationships, finances, etc. on a consistent basis. And if you drink Mountain Dew. Just in general. Diet Mountain Dew is good. Yeah, you are the only person I know, I know who drinks Diet Mountain Dew. I love that when you saw me drinking a Diet Mountain Dew, you're like, that is so not on brand I for did. you. I said it's off brand. Because <laughs> it's awful. It is oh, awful. Oh, no. Diet Mountain Dew is pretty tasty, you guys. No, it's the devil's pee. I kind of love it. Then bring on the devil's urine. How would you compare it to the greatness of Diet Dr. Pepper? Well, Diet Dr. Pepper has my heart. It's far you know superior, that. Right? You know that. Yeah. But if you need if you need a little jolt in the morning and not mm-hmm. jolt, uh, Diet Diet Mountain Dew. You know Ugh. me. Like, when I'm out skating and stuff, <laughs> doing the half pipe, yeah, no, I just I, really feel like I need a Diet Mountain Dew. I know. Whenever I've seen you doing parkour in your yeah. other hand is a Diet Thank Mountain Dew. Thank you for noticing. Doing the half pipe, by the way, Allie. Right. Oh, yeah. That's the term. That's the term all the kids use. No, doing the half it's, pipe. it's new. It's new. Oh, me doing the half pipe. Yeah, me doing... Oh, did you see me? I was just doing the half pipe. Yeah, when I'm all, hey, watch this ollie, and then I do it, and then I do a kick, flip, front thing. Oh, yeah, that sounded very natural. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. See, I haven't had my Diet Mountain Dew today. It would all make <laughs> much more sense. But you're going out after the show, and you're... I'm going to do the half pipe. You're going to... You're wheeling a, a 1630, right? Mm-hmm. It's 1620. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm bad at math. I don't even know.
Hello, fellow kids. Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> hey, have you checked out that young skater Lance Mountain? Boy, is he good. <laughs> Look him up, guys. Um, Post Malone. He's defending rapper Lil Nas X. Robert. He's getting a lot of online hate from country music fans. A lot of backlash because they're saying, you're not country enough. You're not even country. And even more backlash now that he's got the big campaign with Wrangler that's been mm-hmm. announced. Mm-hmm. So Post Malone stepped in and he said, I think people should be able to effing make whatever the hell they want. I feel like even now in modern country, there's a lot of 808s and S anyway. All the country artists are now rapping too. I don't see a difference. And then when they brought up the uh, Wrangler line and and how people are all mad about that he said it's just pants <laughs> and i think that's a great quote yeah it's just, just pants. pants just pants i agree i wonder what the big difference is between little nas x and post malone as to why uh, uh one of them i can't i can't, imagine. can't put my finger on it um why, why they would be re- reacted to differently i have to look it up i know one yeah. of them's always tired yeah one of them yeah. one of them has their own crocs yeah right have to look up the rest of the reason. Um, I haven't checked, Jensen. Do you know is country radio playing Old Town Road or no? Nah, not no, not not even like with urban Billy or Ray, top hundred. No, even yeah, Billy Ray got some play, but they're, it's not like you know, it's not their number one song. Even though it's been the number one song in the country for eight weeks. Right. Yeah. That, that seems like a missed opportunity to me. I again, I if only we could figure out why. Yeah, there must be a reason. Yeah. Are you talking from outside the other room? Where are you, Bean? You slowly walking away. You there? Oh, is the mic weird again? It was. It was just been funny if he was like that was that was how he left forever. Up, right? Yeah, that was how he left. Guys, we're having some uh, mic difficulties today. I'm not sure why, but my mic does not sound nice. Check one. <laughs> oh, see what you did there. He brought back a little salt and pepper. Uh-huh. Oh, oh Robert. 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 You okay? Robert. All right. Let's. Uh, you want to wrap this up? Sure. We're having issues. Some birthdays for you. Singer Alec Benjamin, Sean Fogarty, Gladys Knight, Kylie Minogue. Then you've got actors, Carrie Mulligan, Jake Johnson. Then you've got WWE wrestler Seth Rollins. And one of the greatest of all time, Mr. Jerry West. Happy birthday. And that's what's happening. Thank you, Allie. On your drive home today. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On your drive home today, listen to the commercial-free 5 p.m. hour, a random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. We do have a good show for you tomorrow, I think. We didn't get a chance to talk to it today, but this uh, this traffic jam at the top of Mount Everest. So what stupid. What a nightmare. It is. And I don't want to get into it now, but I mean, I used to be really impressed with people that climb Mount Everest. I don't think I am anymore. Yeah, now you just sat in a line. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> Go to a theme park, oh dude. <laughs> right. Yeah. Also, uh, one of our favorites, the machine, Burt Kreischer, a guy who lives the craziest life in the world, will join us tomorrow. In honor of uh, Stranger Things and them talking about new Coke and then Coke bringing back new Coke this summer, we started talking off the air today and we'll include your thoughts on what product do you miss? Something that you used to be able to buy that they don't make anymore. Mm-hmm. And if you could, you'd bring it back. I think we're going to get a lot of great responses to that. Uh, Also on the program tomorrow, we've got more tickets for Dark Phoenix, which is the latest in the X-Men universe, and K-Rock, Weenie Rose, Luau, and Beach Party, June 8th at Doheny. Tickets are still on sale. You can win them tomorrow morning right here on K-Rock as well. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock, K-R-O-Q.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.